What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy Christian. And today, like always, we will be talking about some soccer. We're going to be covering some news or what you know, whatever's going on in the world of soccer just for a little bit. We took a one-week hi- hiatus, is that how you say it? But we took a week off just to kind of relax and get uh, shit together in the head. But now we're back. A lot of stuff has been happening. A lot of leagues have ended. A lot of uh, drama. A lot of shows. A lot of, uh, you know, just a bunch of different things going on in the Premier League. You know, London Town, I guess that's what we call them. Uh, Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund dropped the ball. I mean, we already knew that Arsenal had dropped the ball before. Aston Villa made it back to a European competition, uh, what else, Brighton and Albion, also first time in a European competition in their history, so I mean, a lot of good things, a lot of great things happening around the world, the MLS keeps rolling, the Houston Dynamo keeps winning, and in Argentina also too, it's not coming to an end yet, but the Argentinian league, it's it's kind of getting, not heated, but you know, uh, things are starting to kind of turn, not turn around, I don't know if turn around or not, but the the point is that as a Boca Juniors fan, and we have had a couple of wins in a row, and River keeps losing and tying, so, you know, there's a song that they sing, you know, like, los de arriba son cagones, and, you know, basically saying, like, we gotta keep on winning, you gotta keep on winning, because, you know, the ones that are in first place, the ones that are above us, they are bound to drop the ball, basically, so... We just got to keep on doing our thing and just kind of, you know, let them uh, crash and burn as they usually do, right? But before we get on to all the information, all the news, uh, we're going to go... Actually, there's no notes for today. We're going straight off the dome, straight off whatever I can remember and kind of come up with. Um, And yeah, but before we get to that, don't forget, you can find me at Chris Putalias, uh, C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find the show at Cuatro Cuatro Dos on tu- on Instagram and Cuatro Dos on Twitter. You can also go to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can check us out there, Cuatro Cuatro Dos, youtube.com slash Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Hopefully more content coming soon, but we know, we'll keep posting little things here and there. Um, what else? Don't forget, part of the Bayou City Soccer, uh, Bayou City Soccer, family of podcasting and and stuff like that that we do over there covering the dynamo the dash dynamo those don't forget to show us some love there show us those show us some love also on the youtube channel as well we got a facebook page instagram page twitter page we have merch in the store and everything like that so don't forget to go check out some of that and uh go get some merch for yourself uh with that being said i guess we can get on with everything that is going on or has been going on. Uh, let's go touch on La Liga real quick. Just because, you know, La Liga has... Well, I mean, we already had um, a a champion in Barcelona. Uh, so that was no secret there, right? Um, I mean, every, basically every European competition is kind of coming to an end. You know, we got Champions League coming up also in the weekend. We have a bunch of stuff, you know going on uh fa cup and stuff like that well actually champions league is the next weekend right but fa cup and everything kind of in between so barcelona uh still let me see here i think they still did yeah this week is the last week for um for la liga 
So that is already been kind of been said and done of who's coming up, which is or not not going up, but uh, basically winning the league, which is Barcelona, who already has 11 point difference, be, you know, between them and Real Madrid. Um, on the other side, Osasuna, Athletic Club, Girona, Rayo Vallecano, and Sevilla. Uh, and I guess you can say Mallorca with the low, with the least chance, are all fighting for a spot in the Europa Conference League qualification that Osasuna holds right now with uh, 50 points. What I'm trying to figure out is why they are ahead of everybody when they have a the worst uh, goal differential. I think is because they have the least goals against them, which is 41, and Athletic Club is 42. Even though they have more goals in favor, which I think that's what they, that's the criteria, if I'm not mistaken. So, Athletic Club has one goals one goal more against them, which is not giving them that spot over Osasuna, uh, Girona with 49, Real Rayo Vallecano, perdón, uh, with 49, Sevilla with 49, and the Mallorca with 47. You know, basically what they need is everybody else to lose. And then they would have to like win f with a really good margin to kind of move, you know, get that last spot. Uh, but everybody else, basically, Real Betis, Villarreal um, are already going to the Europa League. And then Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Real Sociedad are going to the Champions League. That's, I think, it's, it's probably not the first time, but it's probably my first time seeing Real Sociedad in in that spot right there i mean the last couple of years they've been sixth place fifth place sixth place so they've been close so what is this real sociedad has been doing a heck of a work i mean starting in 2017 2018 that was 13th place and since then 1819 was ninth place 1920 was sixth place then they went up to fifth place in 2021 21 22 sixth place and now at 22 23 they're in fourth place you know, right behind the 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 greats, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid. So shout out to Real Sociedad doing their doing their thing, working on their on whatever project they have going on, and uh, they're gonna get to it, bro. They're gonna get to it. Hopefully, we'll see an interesting um, Champions League from La Liga players. You know, the people over there. Uh, when it comes to relegation, that's also an interesting. Uh, kind of situation there Elche who's basically already relegated with 24 points Espanol who's also already uh, relegated with 36 points and then Real Valladolid with 39 has a slim chance uh, of getting um, being able to save themselves as Celta de Vigo Celta Vigo Almería both have 40 and Valencia Getafe and Cadiz all have 41 points. So there's only a two-point difference between uh, these one, two, three, four, five, six teams. And one of those is going to end up going down this weekend. So it's going to be interesting to see how that fight is going to go for these uh, teams. So Real Valladolid is actually playing Getafe, which is a direct competitor in this, uh, you know, going up and down. So that's going to be very interesting there. Celta de Vigo is playing Barcelona. Almería is playing... Uh, who are they playing? Uh, Espanol, who's already relegated. And Valencia is playing Betis. 
who is already in Europa League, so they don't have nothing there. And then Cadiz is playing Elche, who's already relegated. So if you're going to watch any games this weekend, between, you know, in La Liga, if you're a La Liga uh, person, you you can watch Real Valladolid against Getafe, who should you know should be a really good uh, matchup there. Um, let's see when they play. They play at two o'clock, and they're actually the last game on the list. So Real Valladolid, Getafe, two p.m. on June fourth on Sunday. So if you're gonna watch any game from La Liga, watch that one because there's a lot in stake. Uh, for that league, that competition over there. So, shout out to them. Let's talk a little bit about, let's go to Italy, Serie A. Let's look at what that table is looking like. Um, is there any matches going on? Yes, there's also the last one coming up this weekend, starting on Friday, then with one game. Saturday, uh, three games, and then on on Sunday, you have the rest of the matches. We already have a champion. There's none, you know, nothing there to be said or done, Napoli's Bay is playing Sampdoria. Am I saying that wrong? Sampdoria, who's already been relegated, uh, with 19 points, terrible season for them, and 20 in the the last spot, uh, basically a freebie. Uh, Cremonese, who already also has been relegated with 24 points, and then Hellas Verona uh, and Especia, Especia. Both have 31 points, so that's going to be a really good uh, kind of fight till the end for those two teams. Uh, Hellas Verona is playing AC Milan, and Spezia is playing Roma, um, who is not really fighting for anything because they're already, well, between them and Juventus, they're kind of, well, actually, Atalanta, Roma, and Juventus are still fighting for Europa League qualifications as Atalanta sits. In number fifth place, in number fifth place, in fifth place with 61, Roma in six, with 60, and Juventus with 59. So those three teams by the end of the weekend are going to be dictating who goes to Europa League and who goes to Conference League, uh, to Europa League qualification. So that's going to be a really good matchup there. Roma obviously needs to win. Uh, so they're probably going to beat uh, who they're playing. Especia and then Hellas Verona is playing AC Milan. AC Milan is already in the Champions League. They don't really care, you know, much for this match, uh, other than maybe just finishing in top of their, you know, uh, hometown rivals Inter, who has 69, only two points ahead of them. So it's gonna be, you know, kind of interesting. So if you want to watch any games there, you can watch Roma, who needs a win once a win against. Uh, Especia, who also needs the win, just to make sure that Hellas Verona doesn't, you know, screw them at the end. So, if you're watching Serie A, make sure to watch those matches over there. So, everything's going to be taking part on Sunday, June the 4th. Uh, AC Milan is playing at 2 p.m. with Hellas Verona. And Roma is also playing at 2 p.m. Especia. So, check that out. And then also, Juventus is playing Udinense at 2 p.m. as well, so you can follow all three games to kind of see, you know, how that is going to end up. Atalanta is all is also playing at 2 p.m. They're playing Monza, so you can check those out at the same time if you are La Serie A uh, watcher, you know, um, person, I guess. I don't watch those leagues. I don't even watch Bundesliga, which I'm about to talk about right now either, but let's see here because they had their last week 
this past weekend was their last competition, or not competition, but the last game, the last matchup. And I tell you what, Borussia Dortmund dropped the ball tremendously as they played uh, Mainz 05. Mainz 05, uh, they came out strong, scoring two goals on Borussia Dortmund, which literally killed their dreams and hopes of winning a championship, you know, kind of losing grip of that uh, title that they were about to hold. They almost came back at the end. They were able to score one in the 69 minute, and then they scored the last one in the 96 minute to kind of give themselves a point. But at that point, you know, um, the boys from Bayern Munich had already basically beaten uh, FC Köln 2-1 to basically take over and uh, surpass their rivals. And it's funny, well, I don't know if it's funny, but uh, Bayern Munich looked like they were going to tie the game. So that wasn't going to be enough. That was going to give them the tie. That was going to give Borussia the title in a way. Well, Borussia needed a win, period, right? Uh, But... Bayern Munich score first in minute eight, which you know kind of gave everybody kept everybody happy. Then FC Köln had a penalty kick in the 81st minute to make everything super interesting in this uh, in this matchup. And then Musiala in the 89th minute was able to put it in into the goal and give uh, basically almost the title uh, against uh, Borussia Dortmund, which were the their main competitors. Uh, at the end of the game, the players from Bayern Munich were like watching their phones, making sure that the game was going to end tight, you know, 2 2 for Borussia, who, like I said, w- dropped the ball completely at the end. All they needed was a win. All they needed was to go out there and kill Mainz 05, who was visiting Borussia. You know, like they, they went to Dortmund's house, they went to Borussia, they went, you know, in front of the yellow wall whatever they call it um you know how many fans were there like 81,365 in attendance in Signoy Duna Park I mean imagine the amount of noise imagine I mean they're known for being crazy motherfuckers over there so imagine the amount of noise imagine the amount of you know ecstasy knowing that your team is about to possibly lift a championship after 10 years of a Bayern Munich reign on you know on the league on the Bundesliga and then at the end of the day uh, Bayern Munich showed whether why they are great why they keep you know basically taking over and just mowing down the competition and just you know lifting titles left and right so that is what it is. Let me just look at the table to see who's going where. So Bayern Munich, Borussia, RB Leipzig, Union Berlin are all going to uh, Champions League. SC Freiburg is going to Europa League. And Bayer Leverkusen, who beat out Eintracht Frankfurt with goal differentials, uh, beat them out for the uh, Europa Conference League. So... That's going to be interesting there. Hertha, Ber- Hertha Berlin uh, was relegated. Schalke 04 also relegated. Uh, also, two teams that are known worldwide. Like two historic teams in the Bundesliga. And then uh, BFF, BVFB Stuttgart 
is going to the relegation qualification. I'm guessing they're playing some type of playoff game with somebody from a Division Two. So that was the Bundesliga there for you, Bundesliga uh, fanaticos. Uh, that's going to be interesting there. Let's let me look at the Europa League, which is coming up. You're going to have a Sevilla Roma final. Tomorrow, actually, or today, if you're you know if you're listening on Wednesday at 2 p.m., Sevilla is taking on Roma. Watch it; it's gonna be a one game, one all. It's gonna be a badass game. Roma has a heck of a team with uh, what's his face with Joseph, not Joseph, Jose Mourinho, and then Jose Luis Mendilibar is trying to give Sevilla a title of their own. Let me see. If how many titles Sevilla has, let's go to their history. So they have they won La Liga once, they were runner up four times, Copa del Rey five times, Super Copa one time, Europa League winners actually six times. So that's 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 a bread and butter right there. And then UEFA Super Cup one time, Super Copa Euroamericana one time, Emirates Cup two runner ups. So this is. Technically, their bread and butter right here. This is actually their worst season in La Liga for Sevilla in the past 10, 12 to 13 years. This is the worst finish. So, obviously, they kind of gave everything to this cup. So, they better come out of this title. Because um, if not, then they're going to get screwed. Roma, as we talked about earlier, they are you know, in, in the cusp of making another Europa League qualification so they're fighting for that as well so they're you know they kind of are fighting on two fronts and in one way you want the, i mean if you're champion you i think you're you get a ugh, an automatic champions league qualification which is going to be good for juventus there it may be good for torino who's the one coming up next fiorentina and monza also fighting on that and Bologna, so that's gonna be that's another extra you know condiment that I wasn't even thinking about in the Serie A. But Roma, like I said, under Jose Mourinho, a really good squad, uh, squad that is looking to be solid, obviously defensively and everything. I mean they have Diwala, Abraham, Mat- Matic, uh, Cristante, Selic, Mancini, Ibanez, Espinazola, Pellegrini, Abraham. I mean. It's a good squad. It's you know, it's not a lot of no names, but it's gonna be a good uh, a good matchup at Puskas Arena. So tomorrow, today, tomorrow, wherever you're watching, Wednesday at two p.m. Europa League final. Check it out. Uh, Champions League coming up. Should we do League One? Does anybody watch French French league? Let's just kind of touch on it. As Paris Saint Germain, Saint Germain, Saint Germain. So there's one more game left over there, but some Paris. Paris Saint-Germain already have a four-point dif- uh, differential on Lens, who's their second-team uh, place over there. So 85 for PSG, Lens with 81. So those two are going straight to Champions League. Marseille, 73 points are going to a Champions League uh, qualifier, playoff-type style game. Lille. With 66 Europa Leagues and Rennes are going straight to Europa uh, Conference League. 
like I said, Monaco is right there also fighting for Rennes and Lille since they're only a minute, a minute, a point apart. And then Lyon with 62 is trying to sneak in in there. See, you know, see if Rennes and Monaco drop the ball. Maybe they can hop in somewhere in there with goal differentials and stuff like that. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, but Lille obviously needing a win uh, to also stay ahead of everybody else and be able to keep the Europa League spot for them so that's going to be an interesting matchup there if you watch french soccer uh on the other hand on the other side of the spectrum uh you have engers with 18 points ajaccio ajaccio ac ajaccio i don't know how to pronounce it 23 points troy's 23 points all three already relegated nantes with 33 points is fighting head-to-head with aux auxerre with 35 points, so there's only a two-point differential there going into the last week. Nantes is actually playing a, a already relegated Angers, Angers, whatever is that name, and then Ausrarer is playing with a Lens, who's already in a Champions League qualification spot. There's no way anybody takes that away from him, so that's going to be a good matchup since you know Lens. It's supposed to be a good team, right? So. There's a spot there to be relegated and two teams kind of fighting for it. So good luck to everybody over there and the French and the wee wee. Uh, FA Cup final. Bro, there's so many things. I feel like a newscast. I'm not talking about anything that I wanted to talk to, but it is a, it's a whatever. You know what I mean? I Somebody hired me to do news. You know what I mean? But let's talk Premier League. Because on the Premier League side of things, we um, we already had a champion. Shout out Arsenal uh, for dropping the ball against Man City. You know, they chased them all year. And then at the end, Arsenal was like, you know what? We don't even want this shit. We just want to go play Champions League maybe. And uh, we're just going to give it to them. So that's what happened. Man City was able to overtake them, you know, with a five-point differential at the end of the day. Uh, 89 points for Man City. Arsenal 84. Pep Guardiola named Coach of the Year. Also, Pep Guardiola. So there's a like right now. I'm at, I'm at a spot. I wanna I wanna sidebar this conversation right now, because Pep Guardiola. You know, there's a you know me and the guys have a group chat. The you know Bayou City Soccer guys, and we were talking about kind of Guardiola and and basically, you know what? Not on one on one side of the hand, right? One side of the coin. The, the men kind of revolutionized soccer in the way and, and the way that kind of we play it today, right? So he he was one of the guys that he didn't implement playing off the back, but he is one of the guys that kind of does it the best in a way uh, with his teams. Uh, when you look at it, when you look at it also high pressure, he's one of those guys that loves to have possession. When you lose the ball, recuperate the ball as quick as you can with as many people as you can. And make sure you can get that ball back as close as you can to the to the goal of your opponent. You know, in the Barcelona days, the tiki-taka, the, the just moving the ball around the box, find an opening, then, you know, strike when you see the hole, get in there, basically, type thing. Uh, kind of like a handball. I don't know if you guys play or watch handball, but I have, and I've never played it, but I've watched it. But handball is kind of the situation, just pass the ball around the area. And then whenever you see an opening, just attack and shoot, right? And that's one. Of, that's kind of what they do if they're not countering attacking, right? That's those. That's 
That's what the teams of Pep Guardiola do. They keep the ball. They get you tired. They move the ball around. They make the ball run, not them. And then, you know, they'll just hit you whenever you're not looking type thing. But the thing about Pep Guardiola, on the other hand, on the flip side of the coin, is that he has only coached in super teams. When you look at his, you know, his record, which is, you know, very impressive. Uh, you know, Man City is is a is a squad that it's a super squad. You know what I mean? Like Pep Guardiola has only coached, you know, super squads. You know, he's coached he he coached basically, if not possibly the best soccer team in the you know er, late two thousands, early twenty tens. You know, early tens, the Barcelona of Messi, Iniesta, and Xavi. You know, you can add up, you know, the MSN type uh, situation there with, you know, Messi, Neymar, and uh, what's his face? Uh, man, I'm forgetting his name. I'm blanking on his name. The Uruguayan with the teeth. Uh, Nunez is not Nunez. What is his name? M S N. M is Suarez. God damn, I almost missed that. Okay, you know, when you have Suarez, one of the best strikers in the whole wide world. When you have Neymar, one of the best dribblers in the world. When you have Messi, the best of both worlds, of all the worlds. I mean, Messi is Messi, period, dot com. Like, you know, I could do a whole podcast just about Messi, right? But you basically have the best Barcelona in the history of the world. One of probably probably the best team in the world to have seen. Uh, then you have Bayern Munich. You know, he went there to Bayern Munich. He was there three years. I think he won three years over there too. Bro, this is fucking insane. How Bayern Munich, if you look at their history, 20, 2010, 2011, third place, 2011, 2012, second place, 12, 13, first. 13, 14 first, 14, 15 first, 15, 16 first, 16, 17 first, 17, 18 first, 18, 19 first, 19, 20 first, 2021 first, 2022 first, 2023 first. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> like 33 championships for Bayern Munich. Okay, well, whatever. The whole point is that in that team, I mean, you can also, I honestly, I can't remember the names of any of those guys but I mean he had a super team he had a team that was constructed just to basically win 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 titles I think he won a Champions League with Bayern Munich when he was there um I wouldn't doubt it so he probably did let me see hold on how would uh wait a minute uh Champions League's winners yeah wait yeah 2019 2023 and yeah that was Pep Guardiola right there. So, I mean, I, I, he won. He won a Champions League with the Barcelona. He won a championship. He won a Champions League with Bayern Munich, and now he's at the brink. He's at the cusp of winning one with you know, Manchester City. He's he's been there before. He's been in the final before with City, but has dropped the ball before. Now they're going against an Italian team, an Italian squad, that, which is way different than, you know, a Real Madrid squad or whoever the heck they played last time that they lost. So it's going to be very interesting. But also when you can spend $100 million on one player being like, you know, Jack Grealish, and then you can, you know, you can have basically any player that you want in the world 
at your disposal because you have all the money for it like it's just you know it kind of ruins the fun in a way right like talking about building a super team that no you know that's unbeatable i guess it's part of the rules i guess it's okay to do it in a way but also it kind of takes the fun it would be cool to see pep guardiola coach a team like a relegation team or a second division team and kind of bring them up and see what they do right like it would be extremely fun to see you know Pep Guardiola do something like that and since we're talking about you know freshly relegated or freshly promoted teams I think we need to talk about you know what everybody's talking about which is London Town uh, that's gonna be a name that I'm gonna mispronounce my entire life uh, so but before that let me just touch on Man City since Man City already have won one title uh, they're playing the FA Cup final this Saturday, June the 3rd against Manchester United. So there's going to be a uh, Manchester Derby there at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then Saturday, the following Saturday, they're playing Inter, Mil- Inter Milan for the Champions League final. A possible treble for these people literally winning a championship every weekend as they won last this past weekend. They won a championship technically, right? Finally. Uh, or not finally, I mean, it's officially official like a couple of weeks back, but, you know, at the end of the year, they left trophy champions of the Premier League. This Saturday, they could win the FA Cup. That's another championship that you left the title. Going against a pretty good Manchester United. Manchester United has been coming in good form. They ended up in third place, so not bad. Uh, and then Man City is going against an Inter that, you know, it's also fighting up there in the City uh, uh, numbers. Obviously, Napoli took everybody by a good margin of points, so there was nothing there. But, you know, when it came to second, third, and fourth place, Inter was competing there against everybody else. So, uh, it's going to be good, good matchups, honestly. It's going to be a good one. But let's get to Luton Town, Luton Town, um, as they have been promoted. uh, And they are going to be taking the spots of, you know, Leicester City. Bro, think... God, Leicester City is not going to be there anymore because now I don't have to mispronounce Leicester City. Bro, how long have I been talking? This is this going for long, huh? 30 minutes already. All right, I'll make it short, guys. I promise. But Luntown, Town, I think is a lot easier than Leicester because these motherfuckers. Uh, but Luntown is going up. They're getting promoted. Um, let's see. Oh, nice. Google, they have like a whole thing for them. Promoted teams to the Premier League. Let's see here. Teams promoted to the Premier League 2023 who ended with the promotion from the championship. So here we go. Uh, Burnley clinched a a promotion back in the Premier League by winning the championship. Then you have the Clarets, Sheffield United, who are going up. And then Lutton Town, uh, third place team or the third team to move up. Uh, when they won the EFL Championship Playoff Promotion Final on penalties. What a game that was going against, uh, who the fuck did they beat? I can't remember who they beat, but it was another like team that, you know, needed to, obviously needed to win, right? Stupid. Coventry City. So another, another team that, you know, that was going... Uh, to go up there so also it's kind of cool to see Sunder- Sunderland there in, the, in those playoffs because you know that was actually one of the 
that was the show that I don't know if you guys have ever seen Sunderland Till I Die. Uh, is a show on Netflix. It's a little documentary following Sunderland, who is a terrible team, basically. Uh, but it seems like they're doing a lot better now. But Sunderland Till I Die basically gave me the inspiration to start the podcast. So here we are. Thank you, Sunderland. Um, but yeah, Luntown, bro. Like, if you guys look at their, you know, at their history, like literally from not being affiliated to the football league, you know, uh, going from the the third division, second division, and now up, all the way here. Like the the story of Luntown, you know, going up is insane. It's funny because it, talking about Burnley, we were talking about Burnley not too long ago, right? Uh, with JJ Watt, a former um, what's his, what the fuck, a football player here for the Houston Texans. I forgot they're all about the sport. Uh, but yeah, and he's part owner now, so that's pretty cool there. Um, but Luntown took uh, took the lead first, then Coventry came back. Uh, they were they went to PKs, and this is the first time that Luntown will be a Premier League since the English stop flight was revamped in 1993. Not too long ago, Luntown were in the fifth tier, fifth tier of English football. Rapping an incredible rise. Imagine being in the fifth tier of football and now you're playing with the big boys. Imagine Luntown in that little ass stadium of theirs that you have to go through somebody's backyard basically to get to the stadium playing a in you know in stadiums like Etihad or fucking who else has a badass stadium? Like even like just every stadium in the Premier League basically like when you look at the Tottenham Stadium when you look at uh when you look at the Manchester United you know legendary stadium when you look at Chelsea Stadium another legendary when you look at Enfield when you look at you know just like Villa Park you know like when you look at all these legendary stadiums that have been part of soccer history forever and now Lintown could you know write their own chapter in the league and like write their own chapter in in and just the Premier League as as you know in football as it is, so I'm oh shit I'm excited for them honestly and and honestly one of the things that get me excited the most is that I as you guys know I am a fellow uh, villain I've been supporting Aston Villa now for three seasons if I'm not mistaken and this is the first time this is the first season that they have actually done pretty good uh, Aston Villa finished in seventh place. Uh, they're going in the Europa Conference League, so they they got a spot there. They're going to be playing in Europe for the first time in a minute. Actually, I don't even know when was the last time they played in Europe. To be honest with you guys, let's go look at their history. I should probably know my team a little bit better, huh? But they won the Premier League seven times. The last time being in 1980. The the time before that was in 1909, and that that's crazy. Aston Villa has seven titles, and three, five out of the seven titles were in the 1800s. How crazy is that? Uh, and then we have a Community Shield, seven FA Cups, as the the closest one to us is in 1956. That's insane. Uh, and then, well, we have a Champions League, 1981, 1982. Europa, with the UEFA Super Cup, 1982, 1983. And then runner-up for international. 
but well let's just say that uh yeah it has been he's been a mean i mean at least from recent history they in 2010 2011 they were at ninth place which is not a spot for anything and then they were get, they got relegated in tw uh, after 2015 2016 season they were pretty trash 16 17 then they were fighting their way up uh way would have make it back in 1920 and i think i became a fan in the 2021 season or 2022 season i can't remember now anymore how many seasons i've been following aston villa but i think it was in the pandemic no it was in 2021 so this is my second year following aston villa and now they are doing great and extraordinary extraordinary things with unai emery uh the the spanish uh coach that we have and also i mean this is awesome i mean i wish i could go there honestly and just kind of be part of that but Brighton, also another team that has made the Europa League uh, for the first time in their history. Uh, first European competition for them. And then you have Liverpool also going. Champions League is going to be Man City, Arsenal, Manchester United, and Newcastle. Who also, in their history, you know, it's been a minute since they've done that. I think it might be the first time in like over 10 years for them going to a Champions League. If not more. Because... In 2011-2012, they were in fifth place. So that's probably U Europa League qualification. So Then they got relegated in 2015-2016. They came back up in 2017-18. Uh, so they were only one, one year in the championship. And they came right back up. But And then they were bought. And then, you know, history has it. But pretty cool there. Uh, Everton basically scraped out of that relegation zone by the skin of their teeth. Uh, so shout out to Everton be, being able to make it. Um, what else? Man, I've been talking forever. Uh, I think I'm done. I don't know what else to say, honestly. I mean, it's just been crazy. A lot of soccer, a lot of sports. Dynamo. Dynamo keeps winning, bro. Uh, let's talk a little MLS. Fuck it. Uh, make it super long, Christian. Nobody's listening. Uh, so the table now looks pretty cool as Seattle Sounder leads the table with 20, uh, with 26 points, St. Louis with 25, LAFC with 12 games only, 25 points as well, FC Dallas 23, San Jose Earthquakes 19, Minnesota also 19, and then the Dynamo sit in 7th place with 13 games only played, so a couple of games at hand with 18 points, so badass we just beat Austin FC uh, in a two in a comeback victory to one. Uh, Vancouver playing Vancouver, who are right under us, uh, under seven with seventeen points tonight, Wednesday night. So check that out. They're playing hella late, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're playing nine thirty. Yeah, nine thirty, bro. I'm gonna be knocked the fuck out. Uh, then Portland Timbers sixteen, the last playoff spot there. Uh, Austin was sixteen as well. We also like sixteen. Sporting KC. Porn Sporting KC, 13 points. Colorado Rapids, 12 points. And then LA Galaxy, who just fired their uh, who the fuck, their president or something like that. Chris Klein, I think it is. Uh, so, yeah. Shit showing Galaxy. Uh, LAFC killing the game. Cha you know, they're going to play Champions League. You know, uh, CONCACAF Champions League. So, they're on top of the world there. As the boys in the white, they're on the trayish. But also tomorrow, 9 p.m., 
uh, Leon or Wednesday night, whenever you're listening, Leon is taking on Los Angeles FC first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League. Check it out, watch it, you know, support the fellow Americans if you want to, or support the fellow Mexicans if you want to, but it is what it is there. On the east side of town, FC Cincinnati has 33 points in first place. Nashville, 28. New England Revolution, 25. Also, Cincinnati keeps winning. How? I don't know. But they keep winning. Uh, New England Revolution, 25 points. Philadelphia Union with 24. Atlanta United, 23 in fifth place. Charlotte with 21 in sixth place. Orlando, 7th place with 20. DC United with 19. Montreal, 18. It's the last playoff spot there. Columbus Crew with 18 as well. New York City, Chicago Fire, Red Bulls, Toronto, all of them with 16. And Inter-Miami, worst team in the East with 15 points. Uh, five wins, nine losses, zero ties for them. Uh, just right there, sitting in the bottom of the lake. But LA, LA Galaxy is trash, by the way. Um, with that being said, guys, I think I talked a shitload. I don't even know how I do this. But next week we'll do something different, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But as for now, we touched on every fucking league in the entire world, uh, except the Argentinian league. But it's all right. Boca, I went to Boca. Uh, but without further ado, guys, appreciate you guys listening. I don't know if y'all wanted this information or not, but yeah, you have it. Forty-one minutes in, and we're closing it down. So shout out. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one. Love you. Bye.